if you're listening and you're not sure what direction you're going to take, take the time. This is what I tell my kids. Go shadow someone doing that job that you think you want. Ask them, what are the worst parts of this job? Because you want to be prepared. You want to have all of the information. I wish I had done some of that work or had some people around me encouraging me to do that when I was 18 so that I didn't have to take this long, drawn-out path. Same time, I have no regrets. All of those pieces of my journey have come together and they've created who I am now. Welcome to Graduate Compass, the podcast for graduates who haven't quite figured out what their next step is going to be. Chrissy, you're very welcome to the Graduate Compass podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Um, as, as a starting point, as we do with everyone who appears on the Graduate Compass podcast, we like to give you a chance to tell us a little bit about what you're doing now, and then we're going to go back and kind of work and work out how you got there. Amazing. Yeah, I'm really excited to share. Um, so what I'm doing now is I've actually found myself in a coaching position, and it's sort of evolved naturally over time, but I'm really excited because I really value connecting with people and helping people with with transformation so that they can start living their best life it it makes me feel amazing every day i wake up so excited to work with the best clients so yeah i'm really pumped to share with you the sort of long and sorted journey to get to this place <laughs> because it, your 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 starting point as was in, in in my head has two starting points because you've got the, the accounting, which we're going to get to in a moment, and I suppose it might seem like a bit of a difference, you know, certain point if someone's listening or watching uh, about how, how yeah. you got there. But but I suppose yours starts even before that, really, because you were you know, setting up your own businesses from quite a young age. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, I actually, uh, interesting enough, started my first business, uh, my first foray into the entrepreneurial world when I was 14. Uh, my, my mom made me take piano lessons all the time when I was growing up. And so as a result, I was at a place where I was able to start teaching lessons at 14. So instead of getting a job at the supermarket, like a lot of my friends did, I decided to start teaching piano lessons to some of the kids around my small town. Absolutely loved it. And um, yeah, I'm still actually teaching piano to this day. I really, I love seeing transformation and honestly working with especially beginners where they have that huge shift where they didn't know anything. And then all of a sudden they have some skills and some knowledge that they can really, really put to use. It is really rewarding for me. So I still enjoy doing that, even though that's kind of not my main focus at the moment. I still do have some very near and dear to me students that I am working with. So yeah, it's been, it's really been great. It's, it's interesting though, because a lot of people who kind of, I think when they think of teacher or teaching, they, they have a very traditional view of that classroom or, or in a lecture hall or something like that. But it's a much kind of, there are so many different roles in society as kind of career routes, you know, where there's, there's teaching elements to it. So it's interesting that you were kind of drawn to that from a young age compared to where you would, you would end up later on. It's interesting how, you know, really what the truth of the matter is, is that was my first first entry into coaching. It's, you know, coaching, teaching, encouraging, all of those things are sort of the same quality. Like I enjoy connecting with people and helping them to discover, learn more about themselves, learn a new skill, whatever it takes so that they can really, you know, 
feel empowered to go forth and do something you know, maybe really amazing for themselves out of that, whether that be piano or, you know, making major life shifts, maybe it's starting their own business, maybe it's finding a healthy relationship, maybe it's any of or all of the above, everything's interconnected. So yeah, I, uh, I think it's interesting that that was my first, uh, my first sort of step towards teaching. And I think actually, when I was six or seven, in low elementary schools, you know, you have those school days books, and you write in there what you're going to be, it was either a toss up, uh, I think grade one was a teacher. Uh, I must have really loved my grade one teacher, maybe. And I was really thinking about going into education. Uh, grade two, I wanted to be a rock star. So I'm not really sure what happened with that one, but it's okay. Um, maybe I put those together with the piano teaching. Uh, I'm a better teacher than a, than a, than I am a pianist. So uh, teaching is definitely my forte. <laughs> I, I never even made that connection of both with the rock star and the piano teaching. That is that is genius. I love that. <laughs> that that is really good. I suppose. What, what then it's, it might seem a little bit odd to anyone who's listening or watching kind of going, well how did where did accountancy come from that seems to be a little left field from what we heard so far so how did that come about yeah well you know honestly in high school I didn't quite know what I wanted to do with my life but I took an accounting course um you know my biological father who honestly wasn't in my life at all but I knew of him was a professional accountant so perhaps I got some kind of accounting genes I'm not sure um, all I do know is that I was good at math and I took this accounting course and I absolutely just crushed this accounting course. And then, you know, that kind of led to my mom encouraging me to maybe go into a business degree, become a professional accountant. And, you know, so that's kind of the direction that I took. I decided to go into business. I decided to get an accounting, well, a business degree with a major in accounting. Then I went on to become what used to be called a chartered accountant here in Canada, it's, it's lately they've sort of amalgamated a bunch of different sort of accounting uh, professional titles into one. So now it's just a certified professional accountant. Um, but honestly, uh, my whole business degree and the whole experience of my education and even working in accounting in that field, um, you know, I knew that wasn't quite the right fit for me, but it was invaluable skills because starting your own business, you know, marketing, understanding the basics of tracking your your business, your revenue, your income, your expenses, taxes, all of those things I'm really well equipped to to take care of myself, which means I'm sort of a little bit more self-sufficient maybe than some others starting out, uh, gave me definitely a leg up. Uh, when I was working in that area, uh, I thought it was a good fit for me. I was hustling, I was grinding, I was like putting in the hours and um, it actually, it's interesting that it took me where it did. I still really enjoyed teaching. And, and ironically, I did a lot of teaching once I got certified. I did a bunch of teaching for the same professional accounting uh, program that I went through. I also taught inside a post-secondary, uh, like a, a, uh, I'm trying to think what it's called. Like, I think it's called like more of a technology and trade school, uh, but they had accounting programs there that they offered. So I was teaching at a post-secondary level, <laughs> again, following my passion, sort of not totally realizing it. The highlights of working as a professional accountant for me were absolutely the mentoring and the training, the new students, that's where, like, that's where I really felt lit up. And unfortunately, in that field, those are not the highest valued um, pieces of the puzzle, I guess, because those are not billable, billable hours. Um, but I knew, like, you know, those were the things that got me excited. I loved helping those, you know, those that were following behind me, those were just starting out, helping them to discover 
And I was never the kind of manager that just fixed someone's stuff and, and passed it off. I wanted to help them to, you know, if they made a mistake, I just wanted to bring it to their attention and not at all in a, you know, mean way, but so that they could learn and make it better next time, right? Learn from those mistakes, because that's how, that's how we progress. That's how we move forward is by learning from the things that we've made mistakes on, figuring out how we can adjust it. So uh, and that's just leading me into this next point, I guess, which was to say when I had my family, uh, I realized that the accounting world was not for me. It took actually leaving it and, and being on maternity leave with my first my firstborn son. So he's 14 now to realize that I didn't really fit in there, if you know what I mean. And it's funny because I remember actually doing, you know, uh, as part of my work trainings and this kind of thing we did like those personality tests and the myers-briggs assessments and all this i knew i didn't fit in there listen i'm like an empath i'm a feeler uh, i'm like enfj to the hilt like i don't know everybody else over there i don't know what they were but like if there was a spectrum and i was on this and they they were all way over here being like who is this she's too sunshiny and too feely and too maybe too emotional i don't know anyways I definitely knew that it was a little different than my peers or at least a lot of them. So, I mean, I should have, I should have clued in maybe based on that, but um, you know, sometimes you're in it and you don't know what you don't know. So the opportunity came for me where I was at home with my son and, you know, stepping back from it, that's when I realized I'm like, oof, like that, I wasn't feeling my best. I was not living in my happy place. I was every morning dreading going to work. And I, I will say this, I am a very good employee in that I will give, 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 give until I have nothing left. So it absolutely wasn't anything, you know, that I wasn't doing a great job because I really, I felt like I was giving it my all, but uh, I was giving too much. I was giving too much to myself and I wasn't, I wasn't able to lead in those areas where I was really passionate about because that didn't, you know, get the, the billable results that they were looking for. So there was definitely a struggle there and, uh, I'm really grateful that my path took a big turn after that and I really shifted directions. I just want to kind of give people an idea of what was happening, you know, as was early on or early doors and what your career looked like before you kind of made that, you know, big shift that you talked about. So when, when you were coming out of your degree and, you know, you had this, you know, great degree under your belt, it gave you a lot of options. Where did you, where did you begin the search and what did you do for those first couple of years? What was your day job like? Yeah, I... I full I went right into public practice accounting. Uh, I actually did that I think for about six or seven years altogether. I had a brief, like I said, I did some teaching and I did some other stuff sort of in between and and in addition because you know apparently the sixty to eighty hour weeks weren't enough for me. I decided to take on extra things in my spare time. Um, yeah, as a in, a in the public accounting field, I worked largely in audit. Um, which anybody who has no idea what accounting is, that just literally means I'm double checking that your your books are right and the numbers are not cooked and that they are as as the companies say that they are. They want us to come. I was never a government auditor. I was never coming to take their tax money or anything like that, just for usually generally banking purposes to verify shareholder information is accurate going out to the shareholders, just to kind of give a little bit of a background. And it's not really... Um, very exciting work uh, to do the auditing part. I really enjoyed more so the consulting part and, you know, connecting more with the clients and working with them to maybe strategize how they could improve their business. That side was far more appealing to me than just, just running the numbers and just verifying the numbers. So yeah, that and the training 
were the, my favorite parts of the job, but there was definitely a lot of long days, a lot of traveling. I mean, I loved working with different clients and learning about all kinds of different businesses. That was really great. And working with all kinds of different team members. But yeah, it wasn't as in-depth as I thought. And honestly, I, I, like I said, I went into it because, you know, my mom encouraged me and I was good at it. I didn't, I didn't do any research to what my day might look like. I didn't, I didn't totally put it all together, right? That I was probably, you know, going to roll out of bed at 6.30, <sighs> like that. Oh, no. And then go spend, you know, 30, 45, an hour driving to get downtown to an office where I would sit in my desk and stare at a computer for 8, 10, 12 hours sometimes, interacting with some people. But largely, uh, a lot of my work was very much on the computer. And uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a different world. And I, I think it could have definitely shifted and changed since I left that industry Gosh, it's been a while, 14 years now. Um, maybe it's different. Maybe it's not. I'm not totally sure what that looks like. It's definitely uh, highly an industry that's highly populated by a lot of men, right? So it's just a different sort of environment. And it, I, I'll, I actually love working with men. I enjoy, I enjoy that. Uh, I don't know. I find maybe that they're sometimes a little easier to work with in a working relationship. Um, totally depends on the person, of course, but I did enjoy that environment. Uh, it just was the work that wasn't really, it was kind of just a little sucking for me. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's interesting though, because because even when you were going through the kind of list of things you did, and it was interesting because you said a few times that that it, it was teaching and it was the kind of mentoring. And it, again, yeah. you know, we're very, very much in that at that kind of energy and that feeling of trying to trying to help people grow. And even even when you said, you know, I'm a great employee because I, 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 give, I give so much and, and which is that kind of, you know, it's a very, very same kind of energy. So yeah, I, I, I suppose you alluded to a little bit earlier on when you said you had your family and then things started to click. When, when did this, when did, or how did it click in a way that kind of got you out of the industry that you were in and then into something completely different? Well, you know, to be honest, the, the plan was actually for me to go back to my job after my maternity leave was up, um, mainly for financial reasons. However, I strongly recall literally within the first week of having my son just feeling this overwhelming feeling of, I can't go back. I can't leave my baby. Like we didn't have family to help. So I would have literally had to have found a stranger to care for my child. And that, that made me pause big time to think about what I was doing, the choices I was making, right? Because I, that wasn't the life I envisioned. I didn't envision having children for someone I wanted to be there. I, I didn't want them, you know, being raised by someone else. That was really important to me. So in that time, a few things happened and they all happened for me to help me, you know, to figure out the things that I wanted and didn't want. And oftentimes it's really easy to, to figure out those things that we don't want. It's a little bit more challenging to figure out the things that we do want. And actually that's, you know, a lot of what I do as a coach now is helping to figure out helping people to figure out what it is that they do want and what they do, you know, that makes them really happy, what really lights them up. So, you know, in kind of discovering that I went on a little bit of a journey, I initially went into uh, personal training, nutrition certification, you know, healthy mind, healthy body, all of that kind of stuff. It works together. I've always been an avid uh, promoter of fitness and activities. And I, you know, I've always loved playing sports and, and getting outside and 
some some parts of my life more so than others. And definitely it's a, an incredibly huge part of my life now, even more so. But, you know, even back then, I just wanted to inspire and I was doing a lot of those things and I was kind of bringing some friends along for the ride and encourage them to get fit or start running or whatever the things that I was already doing. And it just made sense to kind of pick that up as something that was much more flexible, much more, you know, in my wheelhouse, in my realm of passion. Like I got excited planning, planning those classes and then hanging out and connecting with, with a bunch of, bunch of people that were doing the fitness classes or coaching them one-on-one with the, with the nutrition is definitely expanded away from, well, not away from, I still include, I still am a personal trainer and nutrition coach, but it's expanded so much beyond that where all of those sort of, you know, seemingly small shifts in my life along the way have given me knowledge and experience. And I've had to overcome some different challenges and, and, I needed to come up with different strategies. So I, I can't not share what I've learned about myself and my own journey with others in hopes that it might inspire them. You know, take the time. If, I, if you're listening and you're not sure what direction you're going to take, take the time. This is what I tell my kids. Go shadow someone doing that job that you think you want, right? Ask them, what are the worst parts of this job? Because you want to be prepared. You want to have all of the information. And you certainly... I wish I had done some of that work or had some people around me encouraging me to do that when I was 18 so that I didn't have to take this long drawn out path. Same time, I have no regrets. All of those pieces of my journey have come together and they've created who I am now. And, you know, I've been through some relationship things. That's a whole nother topic for another day, Um, but survived a divorce and, you know, that was another like critical turning point for me. COVID was another critical turning point for me. I think life is a big journey. We all, you know, we're going along and we can either, you know, keep going and just let things happen around us, happening to us, or we can take control and we can decide the future that we want to create for ourselves. So, you know, the power is up to you and what you do with it is up to you. But, you know, another encouragement I really definitely wanted to share was we spend a lot of time in life really worrying about disappointing those around us we spent I spent a lot of time definitely people pleaser uh recovering people pleaser I'm no I don't longer identify with that but I spent a lot of time choosing my actions choosing my life direction because of what other people wanted or expected of me and yeah I'm just no longer down for that because I spent all that time worrying about disappointing disappointing everyone else but I was really disappointing myself and I wasn't following my heart, my passion. And um, man, life is so good when you're, you know, actually following your dreams and, and creating that for yourself. It all comes up to you making that call. Absolutely. And, and I, what, I, what I quite like about that is it kind of ties into to my, my next question, which was sort of like how I, you, you've really lived that in terms, of your, in terms of your career because you created this job that, that, that exists but also sort of like, you know, you, you could argue, you could say, right, are we focusing on this? Are we focusing on that? And you're saying, well, hold on a second. I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm here for whatever my clients need, whether it's, whether it's a hit fitness stuff or the business stuff or whatever it is. And I love how you kind of, you've almost kind of created this, uh, I suppose your own niche, niche in your own kind of, um, you know, coaching business. And, and, and just, I really like the way, the way you've done that. And the, the other thing I was going to say to you is that the fact that you sort of, 
um, a lot of the things I say to the graduates I work with is that that you, your your life experience really does shape who you are and it shapes your career a lot more than I think people give credit for. You know, we think of these jobs as these separate things to your to your life, but they're not. They they're they're fundamental to it. Which which I suppose like. And so then as you were kind of dipping your toe into that world and then kind of trying, you know, going from maybe an area of interest to, to sort of making this like kind of a, a career and a, and a, and a you know, ongoing work passion. And um, what were kind of the challenges and stuff you had to overcome and how did you overcome them? <laughs> the biggest challenge would probably be uh, anyone who told me that that wasn't possible, including myself. I definitely my biggest the biggest thing that I did to overcome, you know, it was it was me it was my head it was me telling myself oh I don't, I don't know if I'm good enough I don't know if I have the experience maybe I need another course maybe I need another certification oh look at that person they're doing such amazing things you know and, and looking not you know initially not looking to others for inspiration or ideas of what could be possible for me like when I shifted to looking at it in that way it opened things up a lot more before that I was kind of like oh like I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't know if it has, if I have what it takes, you know, it took a little bit of time and building some confidence. And some of that came out of uh, the divorce that I alluded to. That was a big time for me of confidence building and rebuilding. Um, I don't know if there's any, any moms listening into the podcast at all, but uh, I'm a mom. And so much of my experience relates to things that I've experienced as a mom. And a lot of that was sort of losing my own path when I, when I had the family, because the old me kind of went away. I, I became a new person when I became a mom. That became my focus. And then, you know, years later, you, you tend to end up discovering sort of that you don't know who you are anymore. Uh, that old you is no longer available. Like, she's gone. You're here now. You're not really sure what's left or, or whatever. And so a, a great piece of that puzzle was sort of uncovering that identity for myself and not just like peeling it away, but like figuring out who I want to be because, you know, not letting someone else tell me who I am or what I'm going to be or what I'm capable of, but taking that power back for myself, shifting those mindsets within me so that I can go out there and create the life that I really wanted. And yeah, all of the experiences, you know, literally from the first, the first business teaching piano and all of the experiences that I've had, and you know, lots of little things I've learned about people and psychology and sales and working with people and connecting with people and teaching all of those things I've learned in many different capacities along the way. So they all kind of come together, um, you know, to create this sort of ability to coach in a wide arena of different areas because people are not, we're not linear and we're not in a, we're not in a box. Like our relationships affect our work. Our work affects our mental state. Our body is affected by our mental state, our relationships. So, you know, ideally we want to be deeply connected, have amazing relationships. We want financial abundance so that we are free and not tied to that, that job. And, and ideally a job that doesn't feel like a job, right? Something that feels like it's fun and you're not ugh, dreading every, every morning waking up and going to this thing, but like excited like I get so pumped up every morning that I'm like, Oh, I have client calls today. I get so excited. I absolutely just adore working with them. I am. I'm blessed. I have the absolute best clients in the world, but you know, it's a whole big puzzle and it's confidence and it's clarity and then bringing that together and then working on the mind, the body, the relationships, the, the business, 
all of those components. And for me, adventure is a huge part of that as well. So bringing in the fun, bringing in the adventure, pushing yourself, trying new things, you know, moving outside your comfort zone, it's scary, but it's totally worth it if you can just step outside and this applies to anything that you're doing. So kind of your universal advice, but every time you take one little step outside your comfort zone, you expand yourself, you expand that comfort zone a little bit. And so I, you know, that's why adventure is such an important piece of this whole thing for me, because it's about growth. And I suppose speaking of, of growth, you, your online presence has grown kind of massively over the last 12 months or so, whatever, whatever it's been for, for yeah. the benefit of people listening on the podcast, we're recording this live over TikTok right now. You've got a huge online following that you've developed, and 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 people have really responded to your positivity and, and all your, you know, your energy and stuff like that. How did that come about? And and tell us a little bit about that journey. Oh well, you know, I've always been a fan of social media, like a love hate relationship with it. Uh, I love sharing because it's a way that I feel like I can potentially connect and inspire other people and and to just stay in touch and keep those connections, keep in touch with friends that maybe it would be otherwise difficult to do so with. Uh, honestly. I think that I would have probably looked at TikTok and been like, oh my gosh, never. Probably about two years ago, uh, COVID made me do it. Um, I, I can't be, I can't be held accountable for that decision. COVID made me do it. You know, it was, it was, <laughs> maybe it was part of my initial journey. Um, like I said, a big shift when COVID hit, because actually I was really focused prior to COVID on teaching a lot of fitness classes in person, more focused on the fitness component as opposed to the coaching. And I was doing a little bit of coaching and I knew that I really liked doing that, but I wasn't totally sure maybe how to do it. And, and again, maybe still grappling a little bit with my own confidence and coming, coming into my own and figuring out what the heck I really truly wanted to do and create with my life. So it was a bit of an adjustment there. I don't know. I joined TikTok for the last, I, I honestly, I didn't ever intend to make videos. I just, I, I needed it in that dark moment of COVID when everything shut down, the extrovert that I am needed all the people and all of the, the joy. And, and it just honestly felt so heavy. Uh, the weight of the weight of the world, just, I felt it weighing on me. And I just was looking for something that I could do to, to feel good and to laugh because laughing is so important. It makes you feel so good. And so that's why I joined. And then I, I, you know, I started made a really dumb TikTok. Uh, it wasn't even very good at all, uh, but I had fun and I laughed even more at my stupidity. And every time I made another tick, I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm so ridiculous. And I don't even care if people think I'm ridiculous. I just do it for the laughs. I'm doing it for fun. I drag my man into it. Um, you know, my biggest, my most successful, most highest viewed TikToks definitely are the two of us just being silly and being, being crazy together, totally for entertainment value. Uh, I, I love Instagram and Facebook. They're, they all have kind of their own unique things. I have a love hate relationship with each one of them. Definitely. <laughs> but, um, it's definitely a way now, like I said, you know, all those fitness classes in person, disappeared here they shut everything down there was no fitness allowed no gatherings or anything so I very quickly pivoted to doing my classes online on zoom uh, and and sort of you know took that direction I'm still doing that too I'm teaching online fitness there the classes are really fun and it's really light and it makes me work out so I'm very grateful to uh, my loyal subscribers for making me show up and making me do the workout too uh, all the way through COVID um, but then, yeah, just, you know, as I had a little extra time to think and reflect on 
the direction I was going and what it was that I, what really got me lit up. I, I kind of discovered myself maybe in a new way. And I, I kind of discovered tr another, another level of passion for me and really finding those deep connections. Uh, I really shifted to really in-depth one-to-one coaching and I absolutely freaking love it. Um, so, you know, I don't know what other, what other twists and turns there might be in my journey. I have no idea what the future holds. All I know is, you know, that I, I love being able to adapt and flow and I'm chasing my dreams. I'm creating them, you know, deciding what it, what, what, what it is I want for my future and what my relationships look like and, you know, how my business is going to grow and change and evolve along with me. You know, like to say I'm on level 42. I got lots of levels left to go. But all that experience has led me on a very windy path uh, to where we are now. And I don't expect anything less uh, than the same, you know, in the next 42 years. And uh, I'm just going to, you know, I just... It's great. I, lo I love life. Life is amazing. Uh, you know, it's it's great to be alive. And I know there's lots of stuff. So anybody who's dealing with heavy stuff, I, I see you. I hear you. I feel you. I understand, uh, you know, what you what you focus on is what you will receive more of. So seek those things that light your, your light, your soul on fire and bring you alive and make you feel good at your very core. And you'll be onto something there for sure. Your, your positivity is infectious. I'm, I'm, I'm finding myself kind of like bouncing in my chair as I'm listening to you. Yeah, yeah, totally agreeing. So it, it, it's lovely to see it. And, and, and thank you for sharing with not just myself, but obviously anyone who's watching this thing. We're coming to the end of our chat and I'm, I'm very, you know, you've been full of, of kind of uh, in, inspiration and motivation and, and, and um, suggestions the whole way through. I'm just wondering with, with, with a specific focus on kind of those who are trying to figure out their career path because a lot of the people who listen to the graduate Compass podcast are, are in that phase of not quite being sure where to go next and, and maybe worrying and, and anxious and stuff so i'm just wondering specifically with that in mind do you have any advice or guidance or anything that you would offer uh i think the biggest biggest piece of advice i would have would be to follow your heart don't allow anyone else to tell you what that's going to look like. You know, don't let anyone else put you in a box or tell you that what you are dreaming of is not possible. Because if you put your mind to it, absolutely anything is possible. If there isn't a way yet, you can make a way. I love it. That's a brilliant bit of advice. Christy, thank you so much. It's absolutely been brilliant. I am yeah. public school of energy. And thank you for joining us on the Graduate Couple Podcast. Yeah, thanks so much. I've really enjoyed this. This is a blast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Graduate Compass. Remember, if there is a degree subject or specific industry you would like to be featured on any future episodes, then we would love to hear from you and know what you are trying to find out. Our email is info at graduatecompass.ie.